Hello and welcome to the Coolest Kids, the number one podcast for Amos by Amos. I really appreciate that you're giving it a new tag every episode now. <laughs> we're gonna find our angle. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give it to you, sad style. Um, oh my God, there's our shirt. <laughs> giving it to you, sad style. Uh, I am. One of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, and with me is... Brock Wilbur. Who has that early morning deep voice timber. <laughs> is just it's so a, rich on the microphone. So hard to get that. Uh, I've been smoking, but I haven't been smoking sound. <laughs> <laughs> I, have I noticed that when I meet new people, I, I especially in Kansas City now, I, I do sort of start off with like a thing like this. I'm like, what, what, what charm <laughs> offensive are you going with here that's... <laughs> Everybody has a job. My name's Brock. It's it's been a nice reminder to come back to the Midwest that, like, Uh so in L.A., everyone was an asshole, and in Mm -hmm. Kansas City, people are assholes, but they're different assholes, and I forgot that in the Midwest, there's a very easy uh, way to tell about people. Uh, There's a guy in my neighborhood, an older dude, he was Mm -hmm. talking to me for, like, half an hour. He was really nice, and then he said something that was sort of off about, like, well, glad to see a straight couple or something. And I was like, do what now? Uh, and then he got in He got in his truck, and his truck, uh, covered in bumper stickers, that's the cheat. So it's all just like Hillary for prison and InfoWars. And I was like, oh, I never right. have to talk to Greg again. Like, that's, right. <laughs> I, I forgot that everyone out here just puts it on their vehicle so you can just look and be like, no, I don't have to. I can skip that guy. <laughs> it, it, and he was he was a, such a nice older grandpa dude that I was like maybe that one thing was just a slip and then I saw uh, just the montage of right. <laughs> of pulled, you know he pulled back the mask and it was keep, just like keep your bible off my cupcakes and it's just like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it is cool because like the 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 inverse of that is also true in in my new neighborhood where like uh, like tons of people have signs in their front yard that, that have this sort of uh, collection of sentences on it. That's like science is real, black lives matter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like mm-hmm. no place for hate. And I'm like, so we've gone even beyond bumper stickers and now there's yard signs too. So I'm like, well, that's a house I can trick or treat at. Like <laughs> I'll be like black lives matter and they'll be like black lives matter. And then I get a Snickers. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like a secret, like a secret code word. To, yes. To get <laughs> B- BLM? Do you? Do you BLM? <laughs> uh, comedian uh, Max Silvestri, he uh, had a stand-up uh, CD come out a few years ago, and he was talking about he saw a uh, uh, he saw a, a lady who had made her own like license uh, like bumper stickers, but it was just like she had took like lined notebook paper and wrote like her crazy sayings on it, and like taped oh, them. Oh my god! Taped them to her car. And it was what it was just like. Guns don't kill people. I kill abortion doctors. And it's just like, what the fuck? Oh my uh, god! Yeah, I will be. I will be looking up that bit for Max. His, his uh, uh, it's it's on uh, Spotify. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really it's a really good album if you haven't heard it. Um, anyway, today we're going to be talking about the Fall of Troy's Doppelganger, which is one of my favorite albums. Um, and I listened to it again this morning. I, I listen to it at least a few times a year. Um, yeah, this and, is one that's never not in rotation for me yeah. either. This is, I, it's, it's just a, it's such a fun album. It does like guitar magic. Yes. It's Every almost, song has like 80 breakdowns. It's too fun <laughs> to listen to. It, it almost has that like, um, like lyrically. And I guess each song kind of sounds like a, like a story so it has that 80s prog rock feel in that way but it's not like up its own ass like prog rock is yeah i feel um, like we accidentally sold this poorly from the start <laughs> uh yeah i like it's it it's a i would call it full um yes there's a lot going on but there's only three guys in the band so it's just like everyone is doing the work of just like uh, uh like uh it's, it's, it's so much like I can't even think of 
like when I found out, uh, my brother introduced me to this album, like most of the uh, albums that we've listened to. Um, cause this album is When's like, your brother going to guest on this show? Because <laughs> this album is 12 years old at this point. And so, oh like, my God, really? Yeah, 2005 is when this album came out. Um, my this uh, podcast should should just be called "Do You Want to Feel Old?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was in high school, and my uh, that's how I got access to most of my music. Was uh, my uh, my brother? He would buy CDs, um, and so he had uh, he had went to see them in concert. And I was just like, "Oh, it has to be like a normal amount of people in a band, you know, five or six. And then, uh, then like I saw the video for FCP Remix. I was like, "Oh, there's three guys in the band, and he's playing guitar like one-handed." And I don't understand how any of this. I thought I understood guitars, but apparently <laughs> I don't. I just watched the FCP Remix video before we got started, and I had no idea that their bass player uh, looks identical to the screamy guy from the Blood Brothers. Uh, to the point that yeah. I thought. Wait, is he also in Fall of Troy where he plays bass now? I'm very... Or, and I was like, oh, everyone in this scene just has the same look. Right, all, yeah. all, bl- all blonde emos look the same. <laughs> That's also blonde a shirt. All blonde, blonde emos emo, look the same. Blonde emo lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get a Snickers. Um. <laughs> no, you get nothing if you say anything about white lives matter. Come on. <laughs> um... And one of the things I remember, like, looking up the band, because I was so, like, enamored with them when I first heard it, because I never heard anything like this, or really anything like this again, like, uh-huh. at, least, at least to this, like, like, I, I listen to, we've talked about this before, like, I've listened to a lot of post-hardcore and whatnot, but, um, like, the, the technic, like, this, like, weird technical, uh, uh, progressive, whatever you want to call it, um to this band like nobody combined it the same way or i don't think anybody else tried like at least that i know of it it um, never made sense it it, w- it was like i would uh like this is a high wire act this is the, the, every song yeah. is such a delicate balance and it has so many moving parts and i remember th- like finding out that they were on like the warped tour or something I'm like, what stage do you put them on? Who do they <laughs> exist between? Because like, what you the same group that's watching Piebald is gonna walk away from this. Like, it's just right. <laughs> yeah, um, like FCP Remix is probably the most approachable song on this album. Uh, <laughs> then that's saying something. Yeah, like because it's it's the most like sort of melodic. Like there is a there is a definitely through line to the to that whole song. But then you get like the album starts off, just it it comes at you like it does. There's no, it's like a tr- it's like a freight train, uh, and it's just like it's just this wailing guitar that starts off, and I, yeah, you're right. There's there's no there's no pause for breath at any point. Like the pauses yeah. in this album, I don't cut between songs. They come between breakdowns, and you're like, okay, just like a quick second here, and we go. <laughs> Right, uh, I'm looking at their uh, Wikipedia page, and after um, after Manipulator, their third album came out. They went on tour with Foxy Shazam, The Deer Hunter, and Terra Mellos. And I like all three what? of those bands, but like Terra Mellos is the only one that you could possibly uh, like put in the same group as uh, as The Fall of Troy. Because who's going, who's going to see Deer Hunter and sitting through this? <laughs> Right, yeah, it's like who's who's the big like I I would love that show. I would have loved to have seen that show. But who are these uh who are these people who are just like I I love one of my favorite bands is the Deer Hunter and oh what is happening here? This does not sound like the Deer Hunter. Like the Deer Hunter is like this stage play of like the their entire the entire band is a concept band and then after after they play it's just like oh the Fall of Troy's playing. I've never heard them before. What is happening? I don't understand anything. Uh, here's the thing guys we got Owen and he's opening for Disturbed Uh, we think everyone's going to enjoy that (laughs) yeah Um, just what a a sweet sweet sound followed by uh, the the biggest explosion (laughs) of noise you could possibly book (laughs) right Um, and I think 
when you're talking about an explosion of noise, there's a lot going on in this album, but it's not hard to pick out stuff. Like, it doesn't all mesh together in this, like, I feel like a lot of bands that try stuff like this, it just kind of all sounds like nothing. It's, right. Like, and there's something about the limitation where they don't, like, there aren't, like, strings or keyboards or overdubbed guitars. Like, they clearly right. made something, which, which I think is is to the credit of, of when we've talked about them before and when we're talking about them now. This is a band that you listen to it and you're like, how do you recreate this on stage, especially the singer playing these guitar parts? Right. Uh, and and the fact of the matter is that they put onto the record just what they had uh, and, and didn't add anything to it, which makes it all the more impressive that you're like, right. oh, they can actually do these songs. Uh, oh, oh, God. <laughs> right, yeah, which is, like, which is the thing that, that usually when we get into talking about prog rock, yeah, like why aren't there four guitars here? They didn't need that, <laughs> right? Uh, it's kind of like uh, my my friend Maddie, her uh, her kind of crap former fiance, uh, once went on a family vacation and met her little brother, and her little brother plays in uh, a, a tribute band for uh, a Frank Zappa tribute band. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. and, and her, and her fiance was looking at his guitar setup and was like, where's all your effects pedals? And he was like, I don't need them. I'm good at guitar. <laughs> and I was always like, that was a, a hell of a slam. Uh, I also was surprised that he knew enough of, to be like, where are your effects pedal? Like, that's fine. But like, this is one of those things that's like, oh, we just have a, a skill set and we can just do that. And that right. will be dazzling to you. Uh, right. you, we needn't, we needn't dress it up in anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about like each track individually just because they're so different. Like the band, like it has a solid sound, but each track has like its own, like it it sounds like its own album basically. Yes. Um, And, and, and there's maybe nothing funnier to me than what, than naming the second track to act one, C one. Yeah. Like um, it's it's just such a you, you think you know how to do a concept album? Wait for this. We're <laughs> we're calling uh, track nine cha- uh, chapter one. That's yeah. just what we're doing. Um, like like even the first track, uh, I just got the symphony going. Like that sounds that describes this album perfectly. Where it's <laughs> it is a symphony of just a bunch of stuff. Like, but like we said, there's three guys in the band, and it makes no sense. It's like when you find out, like, when you play a game and you're like, man, this game's really good. I, I want to see what else this team worked on. It's just, like, one guy, like, living in an apartment in New York. And you're just like, oh, right. like, what what was he doing? Like, the game Stardew Valley. Like, I love that game. But one guy made that game. And it's just like, I know he took years to make it. But still, like, what? Me and, T- me and Terrence are in shock that people in this world have skill sets. We do not. We don't know. <laughs> we can comment on those skill sets. Can't- can't uh, figure it out. It, sorry, Stardew's one guy that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's uh, it is uh, concerned ape is his uh, Twitter name, um, and like apparently he he wanted to start the game. Like he he only planned on working the game for like working on the game for like one or two years, and then it just ballooned into this whole big thing, and then it uh, then it came out and everyone loved it. And I remember hearing about it years and years ago. Uh, like 2012, I think, is when it was first announced. And uh, and then I was just like, oh, that's cool. Scott's working on a Harvest Moon. And then he went on to make the best Harvest Moon game. And he did it by himself. <laughs> um, which is what, like, like I get directly relates to this album where it's just like, oh, these guys made this progressive, uh, like, post-hardcore album. And it's one of the best progressive albums out there. Like, I don't, <laughs> like... I don't want and, anybody. And, and co- your like, metaphor is carrying through for me right now because uh, the wife just started playing Stardew Valley and I hadn't played it. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 all I know about Stardew Valley is things that I've gleaned from like Twitter jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So every time I walk into the room, I'm like, "Wait, sorry, there's a guy that cracks open a geode for you," or like, "Wait, there's there's combat in the mines, but that's it. like a, yeah. everything feels like I'm I'm learning a secret." And that's kind of what this album feels like too. You're like everything just feels like something somebody would have to explain to you secondhand as right. to how or why it exists. <laughs> right. Um, look the the song uh, "Mouse Like uh, Sidewinder Missiles" is a favorite track off the album. Uh, it gets to like when it gets to like the breakdown at the end of the song, and like it's just him like going crazy on a guitar. Like 
every time I hear it, like it's it's it just hits me, and it's just like amazing, and it, like I <laughs> like it's one of those songs where no matter what I'm doing, I have to air guitar along with it. Uh, God, like like listening to this morning, like it's it's a fairly long album. Like it's not it's not super short, but it's not like you're gonna be spending your entire day listening to one Rush song. Um, uh, or Coheed and Cambria for that matter um, which is just Rush 2 Electric Boogaloo um, but like the longest song on here is 8 minutes but it like goes through it's the last track on the album but it goes through like 3 different tracks basically um, and it's, uh, like it's it's um, it's this came out in 2005 and there's nothing else that really sounds like it and I don't know why more bands didn't kind of take influence from this band. Like, I feel like they, like a lot of bands just kind of found influence. Like, like the scene didn't follow something interesting. It followed just like we've talked about it before. It followed like bands like story of the year and a day to remember. And just like this kind of pop punk with breakdowns instead of like anyone trying to make anything interesting. Yeah, it, it, it is It is surprising to me that more people didn't go this way, but even that more people didn't go the direction of, of Thursday or at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... the Some of the things that I think everyone points to as an influence here, uh, maybe they just stayed away from, or you know what? You need a certain skill set to be able to pull it off, and I, I'm sure right. I'm sure there are bands that tried, and to find the, the crossover point between doing this prog rock thing and doing emo uh it's got to be hard to hit i wouldn't know how to right. start it without coming off but, like a fall of Troy tribute band right uh but even then like not even, not even just like musically but just like lyrically like their their songs are um uh, i want like some of fall of Troy's songs are kind of at the drive-in-esque where it's just like a lot of uh just words yes like, um, but then the last, the last track, Macaulay Culkin is almost from the, like the, the perspective of a serial killer or like, uh, a horror movie villain, uh, that's stalking <laughs> somebody. And yes. like the, the, like it gets to the, uh, the third verse and it becomes like this deranged sort of breakdown of like this man losing his mind and like if you need to hear somebody lose their mind in like the span of 30 seconds of this verse like go and listen to Macaulay Culkin by the fall of Troy Macaulay McCulkin <laughs> oh yeah, Macaulay McCulkin I'm sorry um <laughs> uh yeah it's I don't know this album is it's really good um and I the, never song title, to... the song title, We Better Learn to Hotwire a Uterus. Uh, <laughs> like, there's so much, of, and, and, and Wacko Jacko Steals the Elephant Man's Bones, so much of this, like, feels like when I first saw it, I was like, I'm not on board. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure. I get what you guys are doing, and then you get into it, and it's like, I, I, uh, the only thing I really get is all of the, uh, the House of Leaves references, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like Wacko Jacko steals the elephant's man's bones is about Michael Jackson. Like the he screams at the end. Uh, like it's about it's about photographers like filming. Uh, from what I've read, from what I remember, it's about photographers like taking pictures of uh, Michael Jackson and just like pointing at him, and he's just like he's so weird. Look at him now, he's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and then. Like laces out, Dan is a <laughs> Ace Ventura. Is Ace Ventura? Uh, yep. Reference uh, that, that 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 does count as a reference. Uh, this album is so it's it's weird. It's a weird album, but it's like I think everyone should listen to it. To like the I would guess the we've talked we talked about the Blood Brothers, and this was around the same time as them. This isn't short. This isn't long after. At the drive-in, like, there was a lot of... I feel like we've gotten back to it now um, with bands, but uh, there was, like, a 10-year period where, like, nobody was making weird stuff anymore. Yes, um, yes. That, I, I, like, I mean, that's why we've gone back here. We, we missed yeah. the weird. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think I think some bands like you don't hear. I've fallen out of the scene, but like you can still hear bands that people talk about. Like there's there's more emo bands. Like I, I don't want to say traditional emo, but like you have stuff like uh, um, uh, the world is what is it? The world uh, what's it? the world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. You got yes. bands like that. You got bands like uh, Algernon Cadwallader. Uh, Cadwall- uh, Empire, Empire. I was a lonely state. A uh, state. Uh, you got bands like that. So you have you have bands that are still making like weird stuff, um, but they're not as popular. Uh, but it's there's with uh, with stuff like Spotify and Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and stuff like that. There is a um, like there, it's easier to find stuff now than it was years ago so it's almost weird that that stuff like the blood brothers fall of troy at even at the drive-in in in 1999 how that happened like how that got popular i have no idea (laughs) like listening to at the drive-in you're just like who who is this album for and how did it get so popular like i heard at the drive-in on a vh1 like one of the i love the 90s things one time like they, one of the songs is in the background. I was just like, who, what, who, like, why is VH1 playing this? Like, I remember VH1 used to play every morning at 6 a.m. Uh, VH1 would play Trains, Drops of Jupiter, while on MTV, uh, Linkin Park's Crawling in My Skin would play at the same time. I'm not joking. I used to be homeschooled, and that was like, I, I'm a naturally early, like, riser. So, I, I like, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, what, how does how, like how did this music break through to anybody, like, at the time, especially considering like the contemporaries? We gotta talk more about homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about more. I was homeschooled for three years. Um, Which and, three? Uh, eighth, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Oh, so just a random chunk in the middle? There was well, one of my friends was. Um, his uh his he was getting homeschooled and my parents were like do you want to try it i was like sure i don't have to i don't want to go to school i hate it i keep getting bullied and everything sucks so let's (laughs) let's do it and so uh yeah i was homeschooled um which probably led to a lot of my weird pop culture knowledge um i've seen (laughs) i've seen all of wings at least three times USA, USA used to show, it was from like 7 o'clock to like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. USA just used to show sitcoms. There was like a huge block of just like syndicated sitcoms. So I've seen like Wings, uh, um, Ned and Stacy, that Fred Savage show Working, which is like a proto The Office, basically. Yeah. Ned and Stacy is a deep cut. <laughs> I know. Uh, I and uh, one dr- one uh, joke I remember from that show was um, was Thomas Hayden Church sitting in his uh, sitting in a dark office, and he's uh, he's like distraught about something, and he's just he just goes note to self, muffins spelled backwards. It's sniffum, and I, like that it's from wow. twenty years ago, and it's stuck in my head. It's just in it's just in my head forever, and it's never gonna go away. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I remember the episode of Wings where uh, where Tim Daly and and I don't remember the lady's name decided to be nudist after they yes. got married. Um, I remember I remember when I found out that uh, that what's his name that played Monk um, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub. After Wings went off TV and he was on the TV show Battery Park. He did not have an accent. He was not Italian. I was very confused by that as a child. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot. And like, this is the same time uh, VH1 was doing like, I love the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So guess right. who saw all of those multiple times? <laughs> you really re- learned about a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I have I have so much knowledge of, I have so much useless knowledge that I, <laughs> that I, like, I played a lot of video games and I watched a lot of TV uh, because, like, I would be done in sc- with school in, like, two to three hours 
It's just like, I could just get through this stuff. Like, I just did the work. <laughs> it's time to go to church. And by that, I mean Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> uh, would, if he was, a, I wish he was a stand-up. So that would be his stand-up album. Time to go to church. Or he should, you know have, a pod, he should have a podcast called Time church. to Go to Church. Church chat. Church chat. Uh, his wife could be the church lady. I also watched a lot like this was back when uh uh Comedy Central showed a lot of SNL. Yes. Um, they they used to just show SNL, they showed SNL and uh Kids in the Hall and then shortly after they stopped showing SNL and just showed uh um Mad TV which was And, not and as Kids good. in the Hall. <laughs> and Kids in the Hall. Uh but Mad TV is not as good. And uh it's very upsetting cuz it's like I saw so much, so much Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and especially those uh, those years of Saturday Night Live in the mid '90s and stuff. I I really mm-hmm. miss uh, the way the SNL intro used to be because now it's everyone just like hanging out with their their multiracial friends eating a slice of pizza. But back in like the Dana Carvey <laughs> days, it was right. like everyone was like stealing a car or like li- lighting a bridge on fire, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> Committing crimes. Yeah, Killing when we're in no, cold blood. When we're not doing sketches, we're murdering people in cold blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Lauren so. Lauren Michaels works in the in the black market. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> uh, that's why, like, it's why I saw Strangers with Candy, like, because they yeah. used to show Strangers with Candy on uh, on reruns. It would come on like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like that was the reason I saw that. Like, I. Being homeschooled, like, is probably the reason why I do anything that I do now. Because <laughs> I get, like that was just what I did. Uh, in, in in figuring out what people are, I often refer to like the the puzzle of a person. And this feels like I just found one of your corner pieces. <laughs> this is to to know that you were homeschooled and that it, this explains every every question I had. <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly why you're so good with people. <laughs> And um, social situations. Uh, it's oh god. Um, there was a my last year of homeschooling. I went to a uh-huh. which was a it was a it was a homeschool academy is what it was called. Right. It was just like you can go there take one or two classes. Um, and so I went there to take Spanish and English. I think it was. And right. There was there were homeschool kids there, and I wasn't really one of them. Like homeschool kids, right. if you don't know. Are, are real, real awkward. They're real weird. It's like, it's like when you go in a cave and you see like blind salamanders because they they live in the <laughs> darkness and don't need eyes. So like when you talk to them, it's just like, oh, you've never like even when I was like twelve years old, I was just like, uh, this makes this makes a lot of sense, and I'm I don't I'm good with not talking. There, this is this is extra funny because it's like, well, I left high school because I didn't fit in. And then amongst a group of people that don't fit in, you also didn't fit in. <laughs> yes. Uh, Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like them either. Right. I, I'm a daywalker between like, worlds. <laughs> like I made like one or two friends there, but it was like not beyond that. And this was before social media, so you couldn't couldn't keep in touch with people uh, unless you got their screen, their AOL screen name. Uh, right. And uh, I remember one kid. He didn't have his homework one day. This is, a, this is a real weird kid. I did not like him. He was uh, he was very annoying, and I yelled at him one day, and the teacher got mad at me. Um, uh, and he, I remember, he he didn't have his homework because he said that only his computer room caught on fire. And I even then I was just like, he said that fire. He, that's he that's burned. a precious lie. <laughs> like I was like he. I was like, if that really caught on fire, he set that fire because he's a, he's a real he's a real weirdo. A, like, there's, I grew up. We were talking about this. I grew up in the church, uh, uh-huh. and like you're you're always supposed to even like even you didn't grow up in a church. Like you're always supposed to be like this person likes the same thing you do. You should hang out with. You should be nice to every kid. And it's just like. Yes, you should be nice, but you do not have to like anyone that they put you around because sometimes kids are real weird 
and like it is not on you to <laughs> teach that kid how to act in public like their parents should teach them not to be fucking weirdos all the time <laughs> like i like i understand that like i've always been um like able to talk to people like i i'm i'm not i don't think i'm an overly talkative person um like i i think i i think i listen well like if i don't you can tell me um <laughs> uh i try like i try to listen to people and i try to be friendly and all that stuff and i try to relate to people and then like they're just like hey this kid also likes video games and he's like you talk to him and he's like yeah i'm i'm six years old and i played all of i played resident evil and alone in the dark and that's the only thing i played (laughs) it's like i don't we don't i played so i like sonic the hedgehog i like him (laughs) You want to talk about him? Do you want to? You want to come over? My dad has a snuff film that we can watch. And you're just like, okay. What? What? Wait, what? It's just like that's being like over exaggerating. But you know, there's always like the weird kid who was just like into adult stuff that wasn't like I was into. I watch like comedies. Like I've always like even as a kid, I watched Seinfeld. Uh, like I watched right. Seinfeld and. And uh, The Simpsons, like, I've been watching The Simpsons since I was, like, four years old. Um, so, like, I was into adult stuff like that. Um, like, even as I got a little older, uh, I didn't watch, like, like even when I was, I had, like, four or five, when I was five years old, uh, Barney first came out. And uh, I was just like, what is this? Like, this show, this show sucks. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like, uh, I didn't really like a lot of kid-centric stuff like i always like the stuff that was slightly older than me like um i like when i was five i was like i watched ren and stimpy and that's really not a show for five-year-olds like no it is not that's like a 12 year old show um in its weirdness like you could say it's it's even an adult show but like for five years old look when i was five like i loved it like but i also like shows like rugrats and bobby's world and stuff which was age appropriate but like even Rocco's Modern Life, and I would watch all like the live action shows. Like I watched all of Hey Dude and uh, and right. um, Salute Your Shorts and uh, Welcome Freshman. Uh, and uh, Salute Your Shorts was the best of all of them. Um, <laughs> I did not like Hey Dude. Uh, I was just like I don't care about these kids and their um, these kids and their problems in the in the in the ranch or whatever they're supposed to be doing i remember there was one episode where the ranch got like held up by a guy who just held his held his hand in his pocket like a gun yes and that was the whole premise of the episode and like nobody could see like even even when i was young i was just like everybody can see that that's just his finger right like a gun (laughs) extends out further than that i don't know what i don't know what you think you're pulling over but if everyone's stupid enough i should probably rob the hey dude set in, in an effort to not show a gun on Nickelodeon, they inadvertently taught children how to rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this all it takes? Oh, I I did oh. not know. I thought you needed a gun. Yeah, well, I guess I go, I'll go steal some stuff now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, I like, I guess that explains a, a lot about me. Is, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I... I my my pop culture knowledge just comes from just watching TV, like because I was home. Like my brothers, my my next closest brother to me is five years older than me, so like he was hanging out with his friends, and like even even the friends that I made, like I had a, I had a lot of friends growing up, but like it was like through church, uh, and like like my friends didn't watch The Simpsons, like I, my brothers, like I watched The Simpsons with my brothers, or like any movies I saw, like. I saw the movie Tomcats when I was 12 or 11 <laughs> way more than I should. Um, like, uh, I, for some reason I saw the movie, just one of the guys when I was like five years old. And that changed me a whole bunch. Um, uh, if you don't know, Joyce, he- Joyce Heiser shows a breast at the end of that movie. And that sure did a thing to my five year old brain. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, it's it's just like 
my with my brother like my brother's five years older than me then my other brother's eight years older than me and my sister's 12 years older than me so it's just like oh i had no idea <laughs> yeah everything that i like there was no close proximity so the stuff that i saw that i was just like oh they're watching this i'll also watch this too so like the stuff i saw was also skewed slightly older so like i, I guess that's why like I, to tie this all back to like the fall of troy like everyone i knew when I was in high school, like when this came out, they were just like, I'm gonna, I like, uh, fucking, what is the name of that band? I like Reliant K and Newfound Glory. And I was just like, like I, I got post hardcore. You want to listen to that? And like, this is too, that's too much screaming in this. I don't, I don't like this. I'm a church. Spe- speaking of seeing boobs in a movie, uh, too young, uh, do you happen to remember the film Milk Money? No. So here's, here's the synopsis of it. Uh, it's a 1994 film. Three young boys pool their money and pay V, uh, the character's name, uh, played by Melanie Griffith, a kind-hearted prostitute, to strip for them. So it's three boys that just want to see boobs. Uh, it's just as well, though, because a, mob, a, a mobster named Waltzer, played by Malcolm McDowell, is after her. But after V realizes the suburbs are the perfect place to hide, things get a lot more complicated when V falls in love with Tom at Harris, a single father who is unaware of her real profession. So it's this movie about these kids that put like a bunch of quarters in a jar and try to get this prostitute to strip for them. Uh, and instead she finds out, winds up falling in love with one of their dads. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I do not know who it was made for except for kids that wanted to see a boob. Uh, but it's, it's definitely a mobster romantic comedy with Ed Harris and Malcolm McDowell. And of course, Melanie Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> even but, even the the Rotten Tomatoes summary starts with despite the potentially off color premise, Milk Money aims to be innocuous family affair. Look, I, I'm looking at I'm looking I, I, I'm looking it up, and like uh, there's pictures on uh, on Google Images, and it's just like there's three boys standing in a sleazy hotel room hotel room, <laughs> and like Melanie Griffith is laying in the in the bed, and like. A silk outfit, basically, <laughs> like yep. a silk bikini-ish thing. Uh, 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 it's uh, how <laughs> like what <laughs> who like who was just like what, this movie is this movie is something that needs to be made. <laughs> I'm so sorry to do this to you. I, like I've never even heard of this movie. The, it, what you do to me with emo albums, this is what I think I do to you with things that shouldn't exist, right? Like, <laughs> or or I, cults. Like, I was just I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, knowledgeable of just like weird movies and whatnot, but like I've never even heard of this movie. But it, and it has there's like people in it. There's it's not like some sort of load with like Melanie Griffith, Ed Harris, Malcolm McDowell, Anne Hache. Like it's not like nobody's in this movie, but. How? What? How did this movie get made? I suppose there's a podcast that answers that that question, but uh, uh, uh help me out here. I want to see. Like, I know I'm just curious. Like, who? What else? Oh, Lord, the director of um, what the fuck? Uh, the director. Uh, so the director of Milk Money also directed Marcy X, which I don't think you, if you remember that movie, as a movie with Damon Wayans and, and Lisa Kudrow that came out in 2003. Oh my God, I do remember this. And she, I don't even remember what the premise of the movie is. This guy's my new favorite director. (laughs) A Jewish American princess is forced to take control of a hardcore hip hop rap label, uh, hip hop record label, and tries to rein in one of the label's most controversial rappers. Sometimes this podcast just makes me real tired. (laughs) Yeah, like. How does how does any of this happen? 
<laughs> uh, he also directed the movie Made in America, starring uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. <clears throat> oh, man. Now, alternate names? Dick Benjamin. <laughs> there's, there's no reason that that uh, should be. Yeah, was, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I hate this. <laughs> oh, man. The early 2000s was such a weird time. Like, it was it was before... As before, social media, but internet was still around. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, and everyone, like, it was, it was before, like, Netflix and stuff, but, like, it was when DVRs started coming around, and, like, DVDs were easier to get than tapes, and, like, it's, it's a real weird time that a lot of weird stuff comes out of, and you don't get a lot of that weirdness anymore, um... Which goes back to like the fall of Troy. You don't get really get weird bands like this anymore, and you don't get terrible movies like Marcy X anymore, uh, <laughs> unless like everything terrible, everything terrible that you really want, or even anything weird and good that you really want is somewhere out there. But it's like it's on Bandcamp or shit like Marcy X is, is on Crackle or Shutter or one of those. Uh, or Pluto TV, one of those free, um, one of those free internet channels, or whatever you want to call them. I think you nailed it with Crackle. What is that Crackle original content? Right. Uh, so you don't get like you don't bad stuff doesn't sort of get the same, uh, the same sort of attention. That was the word I'm looking for. Uh, like I, I like that you had to make fart sounds to come up with the word attention. I, I couldn't remember. I, I I can't do it. Like I feel like the room, even the room came out in two thousand three, but it wasn't discovered until years later. But like it was just like when the room was discovered, it came at just the time of like social media, so it just skyrocketed to like, oh, did you have you guys heard of this really weird thing? And now like. All the all the movies, all the bad movies that get press are just like these intentionally bad sci-fi movies that are actually just really terrible because they have no sort of merit and they're trying to be bad, but it's like not enjoyable. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm I don't sorry know. to have sent you down a hole here again. Oh, it's fine. It's just I like, mean, it, it, it ties into what we're talking about. It is it is about these periods where, you know, there's a lot of weird in pop culture and people get into it and then you either get a mainstream or bad uh, and then there's long periods without the weird that we're used to. Yeah. Just, and the weird is so much more interesting and exciting because at least you're never going to see something like it again or afterwards. Right. Which, like... The Fall of Troy, like it's a, it's they're a weird band. Like they have a whole uh, concept album about a ghost ship, um, <laughs> and it's, it's it, it, but it doesn't. I'm not saying this again. They're a progressive band, but it they don't waste your time. Like I feel like a lot right. of, like we were talking about. Uh, you tweeted the other day about Code and Cambria, and like they they have how many albums? Like six, something like that. I have no idea. But, but uh, even their second album, which I really like, like there's a lot in that album that is just like this could like the last track is like 10 minutes, 11 minutes long. And I feel like a lot of it's kind of meandering. Um, and then after that, they released that third album, which just goes so far. It's just like, oh, this band just wants to be rushed now. Like. Like the, I feel like the first two Cody and Cambria albums are, I don't, nobody tweeted me about how Cody and Cambria is good. Cause I, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> please don't, please don't talk to me about Cody and Cambria. Look, or, I, I know we have to do the episode at some point and we have a guest for it. So yeah. it's, All right, and I already told Nathan, I'm going to bully him. So, um, <laughs> but like, I, this is. Go and listen to this album. Like, if you haven't heard the album, please go listen to it. It's very good. Um, it's it's well worth your time. Like, it it's under an hour, I think. Um, even might be slightly over an hour. Um, 
and it's it's really good each out each song is is just top notch what is the ghost ship album uh phantoms on the horizon i I was waiting for you to be like uh the album's called ghost ship actually actually it was originally their first ep was called the ghost ship ep which turned into phantom on the horizon fantastic (laughs) so the the ghost ship EP come on <laughs> uh yeah it's a good it's a good album do you have any final thoughts on this album I I mean it's it's one I don't even we don't even have to do the like do you want to go back and recommend go back and listening to it because this one just never right uh, it it never comes out of rotation so, like there's timeless. never a bad time to listen to this and it also yeah. like it despite like it it's also uh, screamy but like it's not a sad or angry album by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's yeah. just so, it's so fun because everything on it is just so quick and dazzling. All of the little hammer on guitar stuff. It just makes it, it, it it's like a little fun dance party, but it's just, uh, it's, it's so technical and specific. It, it really is. It, it conjures, I think the reason it stays in rotation for me is that it, it, it does do something like emotionally when I listen to it that I don't, I don't have another album that does this. <laughs> Yeah. There's no one else that makes this sound. There's no one else that's trying to do this thing. Like if I was really angry and wanted to shout to a thing, like it's there. But mostly, it's just like, uh, like FCP remix is just like that's a head bopping side to side. Like I, I, I kind of do my little Snoopy dance to it. It's a fun right. song, <laughs> right? Yeah, I would definitely. I, I think you use the right word, fun, when it comes to describe this album because, like you said, like there isn't like that's the only emotion that I feel like this album elicits because it's not, it's not overly. Like it's not emotional in a way. Right. It's uh, it just kind of t- tells you a story to some to some extent. Um, and, and 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 I seem to have a thing for albums like that because that's one of the things I think I love so much about the Death from Above 1979 first album. But I'm not sure if I can go back to that well now. <laughs> so uh, if if you guys yeah. didn't see the the lead singer has been. Uh, kind of outed as an alt-right shithead but like right. then responded that he definitely wasn't but then you're just like well then why are you on hanging out with gavin mcinnis on on election yeah. night like that seems right. I, <laughs> it's like i i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not a bad guy i'm just hanging out with villains it's like <laughs> it's like it's, it's okay like, to, it's okay to hang with villains right <laughs> right it's like you see, like you're reading a, uh, you're reading. It's like the that Captain America comic book, where it's just like Captain America. You're gonna find out Captain America's not actually a villain. And it's just like, then why is he wearing Hydra? It's like, well, because you would, and you're just like, what was that? <laughs> I'm just uh, Captain America. And you're like, you're oh. really good at comics. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically what their what their uh, explanation was for that whole Captain America thing. It's just like, well, Captain America's not actually a villain, but he... One more time? You, you know. Infinity Stones from uh, Cosmic Cube. And you're like, yes. And then nobody fell for it. And they were just like, I don't understand why our comics aren't selling. Idiots. Oh, because instead of making a comic, you made a prank. Right. You did an, you did one of those art pranks. <laughs> it's, a, it's an art prank. And then Nick Chester's just like, you guys will see that. I'm actually a genius, and uh, what I write is good. And everyone's like, your writing sucks. And he's just like, everyone's against me. And everyone's just like, no, you just suck a whole bunch. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> we are against you in that way. Right. Like, you can't... <laughs> Like you, you can't do something bad, do a thing that everyone hates, and just be like, I don't understand why everyone's so bad at me right now. Just like read the room, jackass. <laughs> Brock, you have anything uh, going on that you want to talk We're about? We're good. We're good. I'm yeah. just happy to be here. Just happy to be here on a Sunday, easy like Sunday morning. It's gray as fuck outside. I'm about to I'm about to go to a shopping mall to take my brother to the Apple store. That that, that should be fun. <laughs> are you are you clipping fingernails? No, I've got a lighter that I'm flicking open <laughs> closed cuz I need something to <laughs> do with my hands. 
I feel like each podcast we do drives us further apart. This is... <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's an electric lighter. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I saw uh, a picture of that. That looks cool. Yeah, it's like the most future shit. <laughs> like it produces a spark. Uh, like this electric. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Everyone should get one because it's stupid. Like that's that's mostly like I buy candles a lot because I like smells, and uh, and I was like I don't have to keep buying flame. Like it feels weird to keep a uh, like what stem lighter around because it's full of lighter fluid. Like lighter fluid just seems so antiquated after electricity because that shit will just explode. Like so. Get, a, get an electric lighter. They're super cool. I will. Um, yeah, well, in the show. That's that's my plug. Go buy an electric lighter. Go buy an electric lighter. Listen to Fall of Troy. Listen to all their stuff. Uh, there's there the albums are kind of different uh, after this one. Um, I really like Manipulator. Uh, it it does some of the same stuff, but there's also like uh, the song Caught Up is uh, just like uh, the lead singer playing guitar, and it's really good. Um, Phantom on the Horizon is also very good. Um, but also, if you can find the Ghost Ship EP, just kind of see what they sounded like beforehand. It still has that same sort of feel, but uh, it's like it's not as produced. It's not produced as well, but it's still like you can kind of hear the, their early stuff, and uh, and it and it holds up a whole lot. Um, but yeah, it's a good band. Ten out, ten out, Fall of Troy, ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> As always, you can find Brock on Twitter at Brock Wilbur. You can find me on Twitter at the Black Nerd. You can find both of us on Twitter at Coolest Kids Pod, which I need to get you the password for that. So we can also <laughs> po- we can both post songs, which I keep meaning to do, but then forget about. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. This to was say fun. About that. So yeah, it was a lot of. I enjoy doing this podcast, and every time, <laughs> like every time we do a. Uh, Every time we have a guest on, they send me a message. Uh, like, they'll send me an email, their file. They're like, I had a lot of fun doing this. I'm like, good, because that's what I want the show to be. I don't, like, I don't... If, if we didn't, we wouldn't do this for free. Right. Uh, I don't I don't want to do a serious critique show, because you can get that other, like, I don't know, Pitchfork is still around sniffing each other's butts or whatever. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what people come here to hear from us, about who's sniffing whose butt. It's Pitchfork, my man. Uh, pitch, pitchfork still up its own ass. Um, you 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 heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm and I'm glad people enjoy. It. Like I've had some people tell me that the show is good, and I'm glad everyone enjoys it. And I'm glad yeah. you enjoy it. I'm I love it. You, I'm glad you enjoy doing it with me, because <laughs> music is always one of those things that I want to talk about, but I don't really have a lot of friends that are into the same kinds of music so it's fun i enjoyed doing this uh, and this is the longest outro ever <laughs> to ever exist so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna end the show by saying that famous catchphrase that everyone knows we are the coolest kids and we take what we can get thanks for listening guys <laughs> <laughs>